from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And, you know, it seems like a lot of conversations were just happening behind doors. And as to what the Senate will do, you know, it's a possibility that they look at this change and go, well, you know, that's not what the governor wanted. And and they move it back to what it was. So many, you know, they get a signature. Maybe they don't know where their voting district is or maybe they don't maybe they don't live in the state. So so many signatures, even if they're collected, do get thrown out. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last week was a very long week at the Missouri legislature, and joining us now to tell us what happened is St. Louis Public Radio State House reporter Sarah Kellogg. Sarah, welcome. Hi, Sarah. Good to be here. So, Sarah, the Senate ended up in day after day of filibuster last week. What was going on there? Um, it was all about redistricting. And it's funny you mentioned Valentine's Day. I'm very grateful to my Valentine who went with me to the Missouri Senate on Saturday because Monday evening through Saturday on and off, senators talked about redistricting and how they want to see Missouri's congressional districts drawn. And, and they still have not reached a conclusion. And when you say this was also happening on Saturday, in some cases, this went into the wee hours of the morning as well. Uh, Definitely. Um, Monday night and Tuesday night, they went in kind of all, especially all night Monday. So I was listening until about 11 until I decided to go to sleep. And then they were at it again on Tuesday and went super late into the night. And then they kind of got into a rhythm of of talking most of the day and then recessing or adjourning until the next day doing again. So that was some of the reporters were thankful for that. We could we could get some sleep. But it's it's really Wild to see them still not reaching a conclusion. Yeah. So, I mean, this was fighting over this congressional map. Uh, you know, how many seats do we anticipate being Democratic seats? Right now it's two versus six for Republican seats. Um, and, and that was the plan they were looking at. Did this end up changing anything? Uh, no. So Monday and most of Tuesday, you know, was actually spent on the map. Senators did vote down an amendment that would have changed the House approved map to be a 7-1 Republican majority map. But that was voted down by a vote of 24 against an 8-4. Um, that's all the Democrats and quite a bit of the Republicans. And then there was a second amendment brought by Senator Stephen Roberts, who represents parts of St. Louis, which would have amended the first district that would have made it go more northwest. Um, but that also was eventually withdrawn. And so after those pretty much first kind of day and a half, a lot of it was just spent stalling. Um, and, and, you know, it seems like a lot of conversations were just happening behind doors on drawing these maps. Okay. So we're at the point now where we were before all this filibuster. We have a 6-2 map and, and they either need to approve it or, or do something else. Yeah, it, it's still the House approved map, which is the 6-2 map. It, the no changes have been made to it yet. Um, and right now there's a pause. So, you know, we wondered if they would continue this. You know, they're adjourned until Tuesday, at least the Senate floor is. And we wondered if that meant that, you know, they would pick it back up. But uh, a statement from Senate Majority Leader Caleb Browden said that they are pausing um, the discussions on it. You know, I was able to ask him, you know, how long this pause is going to be. And that's yet to be determined. So right now they're going to focus on other things. So the House has been focused on other things. Things. They approved a supplemental budget bill last Thursday. Uh, what are some of the highlights from this? Yes, yeah, so this supplemental is, is billions of dollars. It's actually the first of two supplementals that the House is going to look at um, because this first one has kind of seemed as more of an emergency supplemental. Um, so it has almost $2 billion in federal funding for schools, and the state has until March 24th to like approve 
approve that particular funding because um, it's federal dollars. Um, also in this supplemental is money to state uh, to fund the state's Medicaid program, including its expansion for the rest of the fiscal year, and then money uh, for raises, and and that was kind of the biggest change from Governor Parson's initial proposal to what the House passed. And so Governor Parson was looking for some pretty sizable raises for what have historically been very underpaid state workers. Did they modify his plan? They did. So under Parson's initial proposal, all state employees would have received a 5.5% raise, uh, cost of living adjustment. And then it would have also established a new minimum wage for state workers for $15 an hour. That's across the board. Now, what the House did is they kept the 5.5%, but now there's kind of going to be two minimum wages under this particular plan. So it's $15 an hour or 5.5%, whatever's higher, or $12 an hour or 5.5%, whatever's higher. And that's that's a big difference. You know, according to House Budgetary Cody Smith, that's a difference of around $7 million in cost. So who gets which of these two minimums? How, how is this going to work? It depends on your job. Um, so positions that are in what Chairman Smith called direct care positions, veterans homes, you know, other like state health departments, you know, directly caring for people, they would receive this $15, you know, new minimum. But for the direct care positions that are 12 or the non-direct care positions for 12 an hour, that could include a range of jobs. It's hundreds of jobs, you know, custodial staff, cooks, clerks. We're not quite sure, you know, what department that would break down, but it is a difference. Okay. And so this, the House has now approved this. This is something where for this to to be enacted, the Senate would have to get on the same page as well. Yes, and I'm not sure if they will. Uh, you know, the Democrats are actually really standing behind the governor on this. They're upset by this modified plan. And as to what the Senate will do, you know, it's a possibility that they look at this change and go, well, you know, that's not what the governor wanted. And, and they move it back to what it was. You know, Parson himself is is not a fan of it. He said so in a statement that he's really, you know, he doesn't want to devalue any workers. He wants it to be at 15 an hour for all. Hmm. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. The House also passed a resolution that makes several changes to the state's ballot initiative process. This is a big deal uh, because this is frankly how some of the biggest changes in state policy have happened. Things like medical marijuana, uh, the minimum wage hike, Medicaid expansion, a whole lot of policy comes out of these ballot initiatives run by citizens. What kind of changes would the House make to how this works? So this is and this is a House resolution. So ultimately, if this does manage to make it out of the legislature, voters in November would have to approve it. So I want to I want to say that right away. Even if it makes out of legislature, that does not mean this goes into effect. But what this does is it raises the number of signatures needed for an issue to get on the ballot. So right now it's eight percent in two thirds of Missouri's eight congressional districts um, under this change, it would be 10% in each of Missouri's districts. And and for uh, so we'll start there. <laughs> so citizens gathering signatures, basically, they would force them to get more signatures from more places. And it would end up being, you know, thousands of more signatures because so many, you know, they get a signature, maybe they don't know where their voting district is, or maybe they don't, maybe they don't live in the state. So, so many signatures, even if they're collected, do get thrown out. So it, it just really raises the number, like by a significant amount, the number of, of signatures needed. So if this is approved, and as you, it's very good that you pointed this out, this is something that would also have to go to voters. But if this goes through, it would make it harder for people to do these kind of citizen-led campaigns that change Missouri law. Yes, and, and even then, it, 
if, if it managed to get on the ballot, um, it, no, right now under law, it would be a civil majority for it to go into law and election. And then it would need to, this one would change it to a two-thirds majority. So not only does it make it tougher to get on the ballot, it makes it difficult to pass. But yeah, a lot of, as you said, Sarah, you know, uh, minimum wage hike, Medicaid expansion, medical marijuana, possibly recreational marijuana, you know, that could be an upcoming one. You know, all of these, it would be harder to get them on the ballot. Well, this is one I know a lot of people are going to be watching very closely, and we're glad that you're there to keep an eye on it for us. I imagine you're hoping you're not going to have to work late into the night and next weekend as well. You feeling confident in your chances as, as you head into this new week in the legislature? Well, I certainly hope so, uh, you know, for my, for at least for my sleep schedule. But, you know, with the Senate taking a pause, you know, I think it's very possible they're not going to do late nights if they're not discussing redistricting. But, you know, that could be the supplemental could be the next thing. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. But as always, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Well, St. Louis Public Radio State House reporter Sarah Kellogg, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.